Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Alex Avila with Love University, and we're back. I'm an author, psychologist, and speaker. Every week, we talk about how to love ourselves, others, and a higher nature, how to improve our finances, career, relationships, health, and spirituality. And this week's topic, I think, is very pertinent to what's going on in the world. It is called Toxic Productivity. Are you working yourself to death? How to reclaim your mind, body, and soul. Now, if you think of productivity by itself, it can be a positive thing uh, to be more efficient, to maximize results. Benjamin Franklin in 1791 created the first to-do list. Now, during the lockdown, people have had more time to spend at home. And some people have used that to be more productive, to write a novel, a book, to be a chef and learn how to cook better, to master a language. In fact, some people work better at home. There are less distractions and they can focus more on what they're doing. And productivity actually was up in the year of the pandemic, 5%. However, people are also starting to work more hours and evenings, weekends. 42% more people are working on Saturdays. 24% more people are working on Sundays. And the problem comes when you start to attach your self-worth to the number of hours that you work. And we have what we call virtual work martyrs, people that sacrifice their personal life to work more and more hours. If they're at home, they spend more time on Zoom with business conferences and things like that. And part of the reason is that during the pandemic, people wanted to have a sense of security over their environment because of the uncertain world. So they work more. But the problem with that is that it can lead to what we call toxic productivity, which we used to call workaholism. The definition of toxic productivity is unhealthy desire for working all the time. And you judge yourself not on what you've done, but what you haven't done. It's like a compulsion to do more, to work more. So people that have this have unrealistic expectations. They feel like a failure if they're not constantly working, doing something. And of course, the effects of this are very negative for your physical, emotional, and spiritual health. You have increased stress, higher blood pressure, obesity, people overeat. Substance abuse, they use substances, alcohol, drugs for self-medication to feel better while coping with stress. They have problems with sleeping. Uh, they have compulsive behaviors. They might overshop or gamble too much. And they have problems with the relationships. They tend to be more impatient, short-tempered, even narcissistic, only thinking about what they can accomplish work-wise and not care about the people they're with. And the person that rushes to do the dishes after eating instead of spending time with their family. Other people are guilty because they can't relax. They always have to do more. And in fact, what happens is that your quality of work may suffer. You have lower quality of work. You might even burn out. And eventually, you might lose your spiritual authenticity, who you really are as a human being. And it can even lead to death. In Japan, there's a term called karoshi, death by overwork. People that work too many hours have a lot of stress and pressure, and they die through strokes, heart attacks, or even suicide. They can't handle the pressure created by the overwork. Now, the Gen Z, also known as Zoomers, our newest generation, people through their early 20s have the highest level of stress. They're always on their cell phones and technology and always having to keep up with what's going on. Now, in terms of the cause of this toxic productivity, we look at the society we live in. Nowadays, there's a term called the hustle culture or the grind culture, where people try to make as much money as they can, work as, as much as they can. People struggle part-time jobs, two or three jobs. They go to school, perhaps have a family, and they're always working. And during the lockdown, because of the coronavirus, people had more time at home but they no longer spend that time relaxing. Now it's they continue to work from home. And in fact, one of the philosophies is sleep is for the weak, for people that constantly have to be working, overworking. One famous billionaire entrepreneur said, to change the world, I work 80 to 100 hours per week. So in some ways, this becomes a role model for many people that they have to work more and more and more for their identity or self-esteem, which can be a problem because people that have this mentality often suffer from more anxiety, depression, perfectionism. So the person that has to check their phone all the time for emails, messages, phone calls, the individual that is a social media comparison person, they always have to look great on social media. 
They post their pictures of their success or accomplishments. They're looking good. But they also compare themselves to other people. Maybe they are better looking physically or have better looking spouses or, or fancier cars or flashier houses and more money and also maybe more friends or more vacations. So they start to feel worse about themselves as a result. Their self-esteem goes down. Then we have what is known as the tiger mom or tiger parent in certain cultures that are very authoritarian and make their children study very hard, which can be positive. You know, we have a lot of people that study piano and, and science and art, and they can become great in those areas. But then if they become too overly rigid, the parents can bring the child to feel low self-esteem because they have to always keep up with higher standards and they feel self-critical as well. Now, this is not to say that all work is bad. In fact, work can be a wonderful thing. There's a term called work engagement in which you work and you feel positive, dedicated, and you love your work. It's like a sense of flow. One of the famous psychologists, Mihaly, talked about this idea called flow or being in the zone when everything flows naturally. We have what's called the runner's high, for example, where you lose track of time and yourself and your problems. So when you're involved in work that you love, that's creative for you, you forget your problems. You're no longer self-conscious and it becomes a sense of joy. Khalid Lebron, the famous Lebanese poet, said, work is love made visible. And that's distinguished from the idea of toxic productivity, which is different. It's based on compulsion, feeling of guilt and regret that you didn't do as much work or you need to work more to feel good about yourself. So how do we cure this problem? The first thing we need to do is to become aware of your toxic productivity. You can start a journal, a notebook, a diary, which you write down how much time you spend working every day. How much time do you spend on rest, relaxation, or leisure, or spending time with loved ones? Also in the morning, note how energized do I feel? Maybe you can feel, you feel tired in the morning, tired exhausted because you didn't get a good night's sleep the night before. Maybe you had a nightmare. Maybe your mind was worried about many things. You didn't have that rest and relaxation. Also, do you tend to try to impress other people at work? Maybe you do a Zoom when an email or phone call would be, would be enough, but you want to continue to impress, so you overdo things at times. The other thing, and also realize, am I able to take a, a break when I finish a task? Do I take a break or did I go directly to another task, to something, another activity? Also, think about your mindset. You can change your mindset to be more self-compassionate, to take better care of yourself, to realize that it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be tired. It's okay to lie in bed sometimes. You don't have to be always productive, always doing something. It doesn't mean you're weak to do that. In fact, you can reframe rest as productivity. In fact, the more you rest, many times you're more productive. Your mind is clearer. You're more able to focus on the task at hand. There was a very successful business consultant that was paid a lot of money to save companies. He was called in to help a company that was close to bankruptcy. And the first thing he did is he booked a ticket to Hawaii and he laid on the beach for a whole week and they couldn't get a hold of him at first. And then finally the company got a hold of him and they asked, what's going on? They were frantic. We paid you a lot of money to save a company. Why are you on the beach? And the man calmly says, the bigger the problem, the more relaxed I need to be. After the time on the beach, he came back and he did amazing work and he was able to save them millions of dollars and prevent them from going bankrupt. So the idea of think of rest as productivity. Your mind is more clear, more focused, more relaxed to do more work. That's efficient. The other thing to think about is when you've worked hard in the day is to say, I've done enough and stop. Also think I'm worthy enough. Instead of saying that the work defines you, say, I'm a creature, I'm a creation of a higher nature, whether it's God or spirit, what you believe in. I'm here on earth for a purpose. And just by being here, that's enough. I don't need to do anything. I don't need to earn my keep, as they say, or earn my merits. I am sufficient as I am. Also, Another tip is to put self-care on your to-do list. Actually, schedule in times where you can get a facial, a massage, play with animals or children, go to nature, exercise, meditate, read, rest, and consider that an important part of your day. Now, in some ways, it's hard work to take care of yourself, to take that time out. Once you're so obsessed and involved with this idea of being productive all the time, 
but it's very important to do that. And also it's important that you don't become toxic about the rest that you're scheduling for yourself or your self-care. Some people say, I'm going to run three miles as exercise as my self-care. But instead of doing that, you can say, well, why don't I just hang around the house really doing nothing? Maybe I can talk to a friend or cuddle with my animal or a dog or cat and just, just make it do nothing. Have some downtime, some real downtime. And that will refresh and rejuvenate you, reinvigorate you. And also in your to-do list, include non-negotiables. I'm going to eat certain number of times a day, I'm going to get a certain number of hours of sleep, whether it's six or eight, whatever you need. And I'm not going to skimp on that. I'm not going to cut corners. I'm going to do what I need to do when it comes to these important things. Another thing that can help you with detaching from the toxic productivity is meditation, mindfulness, being aware of your surroundings, breathing deeply, and putting your mind in a different mindset as opposed to always rushing and trying to do things. Reggie, my producer, I know that you're a hardworking guy. And you always try to do a lot of things, but sometimes, you know, you feel stressed out. I've seen you sometimes. So I want you to try this little exercise for me right now. Are you ready, Reggie? Mm -hmm. Okay. So put your uh, arms to your side, close your eyes. I want you to take a deep breath in through your nose. Exhale through your mouth. Reggie, I want you to imagine a beautiful place now. It could be a mountain, beach, lake, river. And I want you to imagine where you are. Tell me where you are, Reggie. I'm in a field. Okay, and tell me, what are the colors that you see in this field? I see green, I see orange, the sky is orange, sunset. Okay, what do you smell in this place? What are the odors? I don't know how to saffron? I don't know how saffron? Saffron, okay, that sounds like a rice dish. Maybe you have a little Chinese rice with you. <laughs> okay, what do you hear there in this uh, beautiful field? Just like the natural sounds of the environment, just the wind, um, like animals in the background, you know, insects, birds chirping. Are you alone or with somebody? I, I I think I'm with somebody, yeah. Who are you with, Reggie? Um, my girl. <laughs> okay, that's the one we've been trying to get you on a date on over the last oh, two yeah, years? So, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so you got a, a, maybe a soulmate with you. What are your emotional feelings now? What do you feel at this moment? Calm, relaxed, in control. Okay, take a deep breath again. Inhale, exhale. Okay, now open your eyes. Tell me how you feel at this moment. Calm, relaxing, and control. <laughs> okay. So I, I do recommend this for everyone out there listening to us. Uh, take 15 minutes a day, it could be morning or evening, to do this little practice. You don't have to call it meditation or relaxation or anything else. Just call it your time. Where you can just imagine yourself in a beautiful place. And you can even see your future. See your ideal future when you develop yourself as you want to develop. Uh, where you are, who you're with, what you're doing, how you're feeling, the emotional feeling. And this can start to regenerate in your mind kind of a, a feeling of peace, a feeling of comfort that will counteract the rush feeling that we have. In our 24-7 society with all the texts and emails and phone calls, social media, news, people are always kind of a little bit on edge. But this is a way to kind of detach from that, to kind of recreate your true, soft, peaceful nature that will give you a lot of power. You can try meditation apps as well on your phone that can also bring you some music and, and give you some guidance in this area. The other thing that's important to do is to have what we call boundaries. Tell yourself you're not going to have a cell phone, for example, on the dinner table. Or you can have what we call a technology fast for a few hours, a certain time period. You turn off all your devices, all your technology, and you just let your mind rest and recuperate. Also, eat and sleep regularly. Be consistent in your exercise that you do. And maintain that schedule that nothing's going to interfere with those important things in your life. Also, it's important to manage energy, not time. Think of when you're most energized, when you have the most energy. It could be a morning person. Maybe you're an evening person. And you need to do your most creative and challenging tasks at that moment. I'm a writer, so I like to write first thing in the morning. I tend to be a little bit productive in terms of wanting to be the person that does a lot of things, perfectionistic at times. So I also need to relax and find time to have that little empty space. But in the morning or evening or whatever time, 
you're most productive. Work your most challenging tasks then. And then the other times, the afternoon or the times when you're down, do other simpler tasks that can occupy you. Also make sure that you give yourself that rest break. Like sometimes you can be very efficient and effective and you do something very quickly and then you want to jump into another task, but you should say, I just finished for today. I'm going to relax and then maybe I'll go back later. And finally, one of the best pieces of advice that we give here at Love University and in many areas, and also it applies to toxic productivity is love yourself, others, and higher nature. If you think about it, when you love yourself, you're being self-compassionate. You're taking time out to do your massage, your facial, your exercise, your meditation, your reading, maybe working with your hands, crafts, works, spending time with loved ones, animals, nature. And you're giving yourself permission to relax, to say you're sufficient as you are. You don't need to work or do anything else. Also, when you love yourself, you can say no to things that take you away from your true self. Maybe there are invitations that people invite you to that you don't want to go. You don't want to be around certain people that suck your energy away and, and take your energy, energy vampires, we call them. And you can say no to those people or throw those situations. And then you have leftover energy, positive energy to do the things you really want to do, whether it's creative or, or helping people, volunteering, doing things that really enrich your life, spiritual studies. So learn how to say no and yes to the right things learning how to love yourself. And then loving others is very important because when you love others, we talk about love without expectation. When you are nice to other people, smile, help them, give love without expecting anything in return, you will have stronger relationships and the people in your life will be more positive. They will be more loving and they will help you re-energize, rejuvenate when you are tired, when you're down. So having loving people in your life, whether it's friends, acquaintances, family members, a partner or spouse. And finally, loving the higher nature. Regardless of your spiritual religious beliefs, if you believe in something higher than you, you can call it love, compassion, maybe it's God or spirit. But when you have something in your life beyond yourself that you care about and love, it gives you motivation to get up every day. It gives you a sense of meaning. My life has a purpose. And that takes away the stress, takes away the tension that trying to strive for things and chase and, and win things over. It comes to you naturally when you trust in this higher nature. You have more faith and more belief. So love university students, in these times of turmoil and difficulty and stress, it's important to realize that work can be a great passion. It can be a great love if you do what you love for work. But at the same time, you don't want to work at the expense of your own mental and spiritual health, emotional health. You want to have a balance and find work that you love, but also take time out for things that rejuvenate you, your family, leisure activities, rest, exercise, recreation. So take time this week, keep your journal every week, start to give that love to yourself, others in a higher nature, and do work that brings love into the world as you love yourself at the same time. So until next time, this is Dr. Alex Avila. If you want to be a guest on the show, you have a show idea, you want to tell us some of your comments, you can write to us at loveuniversitylove at gmail.com, call us at 310-226-8090, visit us at loveuniversitylove. You can like us on Facebook at Love University Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram at Love Letter U Podcast. You can subscribe to us on Podbean, Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. So again, Love University students, until next time, love yourself, relax, work, enjoy, and live your life to the fullest. This is Dr. Alex Avila. Put away your notebooks, your iPads, your phones. Until next time, Dr. Avila. 